Welcome to Gideon, guys. I'm Johnny Hedgepath. And I'm Travis Bloch. And this is the podcast where Travis and I break down every episode of DC's The Legends of Tomorrow, my favorite show and one Travis is watching for the first time. And we're at Season 3, Episode 4, Phone Home. <laughs> so first, I'm going to get it out of the way for our listeners. Um, my back okay. is killing me right yeah, now. Yeah. So, <laughs> Okay, uh, you know, when we do hear when that occasional whimpering, that's usually Maggie in the background. Uh-huh. Uh, we're gonna know it's you, right? Yeah, you're not kidding. I was whimpering in my truck today, uh, driving okay. around, literally I whimpering. I just had a really bad, uh, uh, just kind of neck kind of thing that lasted for three or four days where mm. I just couldn't sleep on it, but eventually stretched it all out. But I can only imagine, man, especially you're on your feet all day. Uh huh. Bending, yeah. Yep. On my feet all day, bending, laying yep. down, reaching underneath things. As long as and on always, top, of- always, but always. Uh, this is what I remember from my yeah. days in food and beverage and banquets: is you always lift with your lower back. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I've been doing. You know, I, can't, I don't know why I'm kind of Okay, fame. well then, then you should be fine in no time. Mm, good. Oh boy, but let's get to this episode. So hit me with that sweet, sweet Netflix synopsis, Travis. Joined by a spirited new team member, the Legends jump to 1988 to capture an anachronistic Dominator and save young Ray from being killed. Right. So as evidenced by the title of the episode, this is the big E.T. tip of the hat episode mm-hmm. that, that they do. Uh, like we saw last season, they did a few of those. You know, for Indiana Jones and Star Wars and what have you. Right. Uh, this is the one they're doing this season. Okay. Uh, do a little, yeah. little ET homage. But right. I, yes, yes, yes. I like this episode a lot. Uh, I think it's a lot like of fun. We, asked, we all watched it. We all watched it last mm-hmm. night. It was like the last thing before uh, Nora went to bed. She said, like, have a bath. We can watch one thing. I'm like, do you want to watch that tomorrow? She's like, yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right. So we put it on, and it was a good one for all of us to watch. But uh, I'll tell you, before we go, we'll, uh, mm-hmm. we came to conclusion, my wife and I, we were all watched at 6.5 out of 10. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, the flaws, the flaws are pretty, uh, whatever, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, see, this is the one, that, there's, well, luckily in this one, there's just the B plot that we could just get out of the way real quick when we get to it. Okay. And uh, um, there's yeah. a lot of what, what I call the mystery science theater. You know, if you're wondering how he eats or breathes and other science facts, just mm-hmm. repeat to yourself, it's just yeah. a show. I should really just like, relax. Well, there's that. There's that. But there's just a lot of things that we're going to get to. All right. right. So it starts I'm going out. to enjoy talking about. It's the best. It's probably the, my favorite six and a half episode that we're going to talk about. Oh, okay. About. Well, that's something. Good. <laughs> so when we last left... Uh, Young Ray Palmer, he was in Ivy Town in 1988, and he was befriending something in a drain pipe. And uh, yeah. so, and now we're seeing uh, him being chased through hallways uh, laced with plastic. So the first ET reference is right there. Yeah, and uh, and glasses is there from the invasion crossover. So he makes yeah. his return to this episode. Uh, he looks like he looks like Gary. I thought it was Gary. Like, is he supposed to what Gary looked like in 1988? <laughs> <laughs> They're using those goddamn glasses too many times. That old <laughs> actor who died, the old... The guy who... Play, I can't remember who he played. Remember he had the old glasses? He was glasses. He was old glasses. And yeah, he, okay. The same dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. And if you remember, a Canadian hero. 
<laughs> right, right. Yeah, we did talk about it. I remember that. But um uh but so is this guy playing the same character? Yeah, because in mm. the invasion crossover there was you met this actor in the late fifties when they first right. meet the dominators, and in the present day he's the old guy. So okay. this guy hasn't aged a day since 1957 to 1988, apparently. Oh, weird. It looked like he had longer hair or something. Yeah, the hair's a little longer. Like, <laughs> that, that's how he, that's how they aged him. His hair's a little shaggier. That's funny. <laughs> Maybe a sprinkle of gray in it. So they're trying to calm young Ray down, and uh, he goes and grabs their keys, and blam! They shoot a child. Yeah. Here we go. Buckle up, everybody. <laughs> now, they don't show it, obviously, but you hear yeah, the gun but... go off. And so yeah. on the Wave Rider, uh, Ray is trying to do team building exercises. Yeah. Because they've got a new member. Yeah. Uh, and during all this, it's the first time they mention that there's only one toilet on the Wave Rider. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It that, is that does come up again. Oh, Seriously. it becomes a thing. Yeah, eventually it becomes a thing. <laughs> uh, somebody should f fix that, man. You can make that. You can adjust that. Literal jokes of them all waiting in line That's to go hilarious. to the bathroom. That's hilarious. <laughs> in the morning with their toothbrushes and towels. That's pretty funny. And... So Ray wants to do an exercise called Two Truths and a Lie, and it'll be fun. And Mick just goes, why? And made me laugh. I thought Dominic Purcell was having a lot of fun in this episode. And mm -hmm. he was, like you said uh, a few episodes ago, you know, oh, it's good to see him be something besides just the gruff killer guy. You know, yeah. so yeah, he, no, he's, he's getting, yep, yep. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's getting better. Yeah, for sure. So, but Zari's already got him all figured out. That Stein wants to uh, go home. Uh, Jay, uh, Amaya and Nate are fucking, or <laughs> or there might it's a will they won't they situation. Yeah. Uh, Jax wants to know if she's single, and Rory's been drunk since since breakfast. <laughs> like, cheers. Yeah. <laughs> but Ray's like, I'll keep going. We're gonna do a, this trust fall with Mick. So he's gonna do the trust fall, and just as he's about to catch him, he disappears. Mm -hmm. He lands on his head. And Gideon tells them that Ray died in 1988. And they bring up, I'm so glad I paused this right. when I did. Okay. They bring up the newspaper headline for like local boy found dead in woods. <laughs> yes. And the article, someone had a lot of fun here. They wrote an actual article for that split second on screen. Really? Yep. And it's amongst other things. It said he was voted most likely to become a particle physicist. Uh, his favorite food was arugula. Mm -hmm. uh, and they interviewed uh, his friends, Gus and Ty. Gus said he was our best friend and told us that if anything ever happened to him, he wanted us to have his video games. <laughs> That's fun. Ty concurred saying, and his action figures wiping away a tear. <laughs> That's adorable. I love that. You know, mm -hmm. I often will pause the stuff when there's a newspaper thing to say, hey, is someone going to throw a little joke in here or not? Right. Never is, ever, right. ever. Yeah. <laughs> Although later on when Stein's reading the paper in the park when they're uh, undercover and it says Reagan tears down embassy over yeah. listening devices, I had to think to myself, 
was that in an episode of Legends or did that happen? And I looked hmm. it up. Oh, no, it happened. <laughs> that happened in 1988. So hmm. whoever was in charge of the newspapers for this episode was on their A game is all I'm saying. Right. Awesome. So they arrive in 88. Uh, they do the whole thing where there's side effects from time traveling for the first time with Zari and she's suddenly speaking French and uh, mm-hmm. Ray, Ray appears back because he's not dead yet because they they're back in time to save him mm-hmm. and he's going on. He's got this positive attitude. He's explaining his you know power of positive thinking to Zari, which almost sounded convincing to me maybe i'm going to too many of these leadership classes lately. yeah <laughs> but yeah no no it was good i mean this is this is a ray centric episode obviously oh yeah so it's, it makes sense that he should kind of have this kind of spiel and like here i'm okay with it when it mm. is his story right right it, and, and we, we aren't yeah. hearing it we aren't hearing it every episode like we used to like in the first season gotta remind then, that there's got no and even in the into second the second one, yeah. season too like too much right mm-hmm. um yeah so but it's good now right like so you know less is more and even in this in this one he doubts himself he doubts that positive attitude later on in the episode because mm-hmm. of hearing his yep. mom say some yep. brutal shit <laughs> as mm-hmm. an adult raise mom huh <laughs> yeah that was pretty funny there's some stuff there (laughs) pretty funny i thought again i thought nick uh, zana was pretty fucking funny in this yeah yeah no he was good we laughed a lot we laughed a lot i can't wait to get to the the billy joel fucking shit so let's get on with it (laughs) um so they're at school they're they're tracking little ray they're all all over the town and zari and ray are like peeking from behind a bush and little ray is walking out of class and says to the teacher, thanks for the pop quiz, Mrs. Garvin. It really enforced the fundamentals. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Fun guy. Yeah, I know. Kid actors. I mean, it's always tough. This is him, right? So we're talking about the kid who plays young Ray. The now? kid young Ray here. Yeah. About that as well. I mean, like, can we say on a scale of one to 10, Henry Thomas's, <laughs> you know? Okay. But uh, no, I don't know. I like it's tough. It's dude. Tough. It it that like he was one of the big flaws in this episode for me. Uh, at the end, fine. when he when he was uh, like supposed to be crying when the thing was leaving, it looked so bad. He just made a face like like uh, I did. I remember <laughs> like it's just come on, use a different take. There had to have been something else. <laughs> well, maybe what not. I'm saying is. What I'm saying is this kid stinks. <laughs> You're a terrible human being. I'm sorry. He's an just, adult now, was I think. Just, it was just, oh boy. I thought, he, I didn't think it was he was cringe. all that bad. It was so cringe. He was, it, I don't know. Some of this was just, like, it's too much to throw to uh, some local, hey, guess who just booked their biggest role kind of thing. I'm sure that's what it was. Well, right? yeah, I did look them. I looked up all the kids in here. Oh, but, yeah. oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yes, this was all amongst their first or second thing they've ever did with right, them. Right, right. Uh, this, this kid and one <laughs> of the bullies. But one of the other bullies has a little bit of a career. And, and my friend, you just saying your paths could have crossed as he's one of the hockey players in Disney's new Mighty Ducks show. Mighty Ducks, that's funny. That's <laughs> Isn't that, is the Leonard Kenny guy on the Mighty Ducks show? 
Not that I oh, know of. He was doing something hockey, something. He's a hockey player. Oh, there's a couple. Of, there's two guys on the, the the two guys who play hockey players are shoot, hockey players. Shoot hockey players. Yeah. <laughs> this one makes them so realistic, I think, because they're, they're, they're yeah. fucking oh, yeah, hilarious. Sure. That's what I mean. Like, that's like the stuff was too, too, um, I just, I, I had experienced it too much right mm-hmm. so was, yeah yeah like i watched it a couple times i'm like yeah this is good i mean they're nailing it i can see why people but but like man i just this is me if i go home to calgary and hang out with my brother's <laughs> buddies <laughs> well the one thing i would again say give letter kenny a try again is because the soundtracks for it are insane yeah. they're, they're so yeah, cool. it's not what you well expect. we just got crave we just got crave which is like mm-hmm. uh, gets us access to hbo max and things like this so okay. um yeah and it's on there so you should definitely give it a go. shot it's just, yeah. it's, it's yeah. so amazingly well written the music choices are just incredible it, it's mm-hmm. fantastic mm-hmm. like i said i sent you that wrestling one thing and by the way the guy who plays dan like has like a daily thing on his twitter showing a different wrestling shirt that he owns Apparently he owns oh, yeah. three thousand wrestling shirts. It's, it's pretty great. Wow, wow! <laughs> Every day it's just him, the big guy with the beard, and he's just smiling. Like yesterday was an RVD shirt, and he was uh, he had a Jerry Lawler one on the other day. Mm-hmm. Just, just every other day, there's something. Like, How many wrestling shirts does this brother own? I'm it's wearing crazy. an Owen Hart. I'm wearing an Owen Hart uh, long sleeve uh, shirt right now because uh, the. Uh, the the look behind the curtain the the, the flames are playing right now oh, and right. games that 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 they've won i've been wearing a heart brothers uh t-shirt so i'm trying to stick to that <laughs> stick oh. to that superstition we'll tell see. me i'll let you know if it pays up well hopefully if they do lose you're wearing your bruce heart t-shirt yeah, if you yeah, can blame yeah. bruce <laughs> yeah totally you can always blame bruce always <laughs> <laughs> So the team is watching Little Ray, and uh, I think Mick's some kind of security guard, something not very clear. But mm-hmm. uh, they, Little Ray is stealing candy from uh, yeah. from the newsstand, and Ray's horrified at his, yeah. his young self's behavior. Yeah, I loved how much uh, our boy was loving it. Heat wave. So oh yeah, Mick. No, Mick he he sees him. He, they make eye contact. He smiles and gives, does raises his eyebrows like yeah, go ahead. Raise. yeah, yeah, nice, <laughs> nice fucking nice so so nice that when they're like do something uh mickey's like i'm not a rat and as he's doing that he steals a, a bag of twizzlers yeah yeah that's so <laughs> rad yeah great you want something they should have tossed something to they should have said you want something to the uh to the new girl yeah sure <laughs> yeah they got raisinets <laughs> god i could go for some raisinets because of candy candy is also illegal in 2042 Mm-hmm. The FDA uh, made it legal, which leads into Zari's whole sweet tooth uh, thing, is which right. is an ongoing thing. She's, she eats more donuts than Homer Simpson on this show, my friend. That's fun. And uh, so, is it a little right? So, Nate is cleaning a DeLorean. Now, it gets the joke. Now, this is a time machine, mm-hmm. which I thought was cute. I also wondered... Did, why isn't some guy coming out of the front door going, who the fuck are you? Get your hands off my DeLorean. I know, I know. <laughs> it should have been some Crispin Glover looking motherfucker. <laughs> hey, you, get your damn hands off my DeLorean. <laughs> That's pretty good, dude. That's, 
that's quite good. But, but, and I'm not giving anything away. This not intentional, but is a really cute little scene with the DeLorean given something that happens next season. It, mm. it was not an Easter egg or anything. It's just like, sure. Oh, that's, cool. a, that's a cool coincidence. All right. <clears throat> so Nate says, Oh, I see trouble. And Ray's like assassins, a time bureau. And he's like, Oh no, bullies. And, uh, Ray's like, oh no, those guys were my friends, and they're clearly bullies, and you know, fucking with him. And he's mm-hmm. slowly realizing that his childhood memories of his two friends was all lies, just lies. Right. <laughs> bullies. I never saw anyone act like that when I was growing up. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, you, you really, you didn't. It's, you don't think this is a little broad, like a little cliche, even? I'm saying in <laughs> general, like in general, in, in I'm talking like bully behavior. Oh, I saw it all. Sure, you can see guys being assholes in different ways, and oh yeah, not necessarily by tossing uh, uh, things around. But yeah, I've seen. Eh. Oh man, if you ever played on a hockey team, if you're oh, good yeah, God, okay. it's always going to be uh, things like that. Oh, I the only bullying I was actually ever really aware of was um, our wrestling team in high school. Apparently, the way they hazed the new guys was like illegal you know mm-hmm. she should be brought up on charges yeah but yeah, yeah, yeah. in general you didn't see guys walking around the hallways of our high school fucking with nerds or anything like that sure, that be, kind sure. of behavior would not be tolerated <laughs> so yeah. they'd end up on their fucking ass hmm. not courtesy of me mind you but my uh, best friend brad who was like the baddest motherfucker alive and had no tolerance for fucking bullies i see yeah <laughs> So I'm thinking me like all the, every John Hughes movie. I, I, when I saw them in high while I was in high school, mm-hmm. I was like, these are the most unrealistic fucking things I've ever heard. Of. These really? clicks don't exist. Yeah. yeah. I never. Oh, no, I, mean, I definitely saw like clicks for sure. And when I was in high school, mm, I, um, it was a huge high school I went to. We, yeah. yeah. So yeah. freshman year. Sure. Because they put us all the freshmen in one fucking uh, building. Yeah, you know, so there was a little of that freshman year. By the time you hit sophomore year, you're up at the big school, and you're in a class of 532. It was like, mm. yeah, there's no, yeah, just gonna get nobody walked. Around. Yeah, there's it was no, it was too big for that kind of shit. Yeah. Anywho, All right. so Sarah and Amaya pull up in a in a cool car, and Sarah's all Madonna'd up just out of nowhere because earlier they showed them all getting in disguise. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I like uh, the Run DMC look for Jazz. Yeah, a little too much. A little too much. Uh, <laughs> uh, so they wander a bit into caricature. Like sometimes they just nail it, and this time they're. And sometimes it's caricature in a in a good way, like with the beach, like showing up the beach, mm-hmm. but it's like they also kind of nail them looking like whatever they need to look like. But this, uh, I think they went a little too too far with with. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was fun. Stereotype. I like. It, no, I thought it was funny. She's oh, she she's dressing up like Madonna. She pulls her glasses down mm-hmm. like Madonna, yeah. and uh, but my personal thing was uh, Zari and them overalls. I was like, "Oof, be still, my heart. That's yeah. that's my look." <laughs> <laughs> Not the big fuzzy sweater that she was wearing for a second there, because I remember those things from high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to my senior year. The look for all the the young ladies in our in our school was giant misshapen sweaters. Hmm. Cute. No, it wasn't. No. Oh, no. Oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and tights. Oh. Not a, the eighties were not good, dude. No, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like kind of like uh, what's her name now? Uh, Ariana Grande, like those really big uh, sweaters, and she, but she just has like boots. 
Mm. Just wear those big ass sweaters and boots. I, you know, I know who she is, and I know mm. she's apparently a pretty decent person. Mm. Is she also want to lick the donuts or some shit? Don't yeah, I think so. But, don't, I don't know what that is. Uh, apparently, okay, never mind. But okay. apparently, she's okay. But I've never—I don't think I've ever heard one note of her music. Oh yeah, no, she writes a lot of good stuff. Actually, good stuff. Surprisingly uh, raunchy. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly raunchy on the download for songs that become like uh, MOR hits, like big hits. Like, got me walking side by side. Like, you'd probably know the songs if you heard them. No, I wouldn't. But, uh, but, uh, like, the song, You'll Believe God is a Woman. Like, God is a Woman. Like, basically, because it's because that is so good. You'll Believe God is a Woman. That's what it's about. <laughs> it's good, man. Really good, actually. There's, uh, uh, No Tears Left to Cry as a, that's an all time, uh, great track from, in terms of like pop gems of the last, gosh four or five years it's really that's a standout no she's she's something else so she put on that show because remember there was a bombing uh that's what i was in, talking about she Manchester, came back and did the yeah she and came back that and... show was was killer and i was so impressed by like because she was just like a little pixie or whatever right uh and like came out of mickey mouse club or whatever the fuck it was but so i wasn't expecting much from her but she's but she's got like poise and like like a lot of maturity and like had her sh- has her shit together, man. I was really impressed. And plus, oh, but the highlight of that we'll, we'll stop talking about this. But the highlight, like we almost shit our pants when at the end uh, Liam Gallagher came out. We're like, no, no, they're not gonna get him. And of course, no, I ain't showing up for none of that fucking shit. <laughs> he didn't quite make it. Couldn't even, wouldn't even reunite in your hometown. With your own flesh and blood, after a bombing, <laughs> left killed music goers. Because you guys do music, they can't put aside their differences yeah. for one blood bleeding day. But yeah, um, no, I like uh, I remember that concert was like a kind of a uh, a game changer in terms of my the way we saw Miss Ariana Grande. Oh yeah, I remember hearing about her, how she acted after that, and I was like, "Oh, that's fucking cool and everything." But I can honestly tell you, as far as anything that like, we classified as pop music in general, mm-hmm. I stopped being in in its sphere the minute I stopped working at the strip club. Yeah, it's just it's not unless it's on a TV commercial. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's what I mean. You've I probably heard. You've probably like there's. She's got songs that they're unavoidable. If you've been in a dentist's office, if you've been waiting, if you've been waiting uh, in well, line, my dentist and, doesn't have songs about pussy. If you've, if you've ever had to wait in line uh, anywhere, <laughs> you've heard an Ariana Grande mm. song. It's just one of those things, right? Maybe I guess all the places I, you know, all the places that I wait in line uh, that has music, you're, it, it's never anything modern. Not not mm-hmm. not out here in Colorado, mm-hmm. my friend. <laughs> it's a dull contemporary old shit. Yeah. Ray goes, wait a minute, and runs over and looks in his bedroom window and sees himself feeding what is a baby dominator named Gumball. <laughs> yeah. He goes, I think I know what kills me. And I thought Gumball was cute. Okay. Sue me. Sue me. I thought Gumball All was right. cute. You ought to know what uh what uh Bonesy had to say. Well, you know, I, I was dying of actually that I couldn't I was I'm glad you asked. Mm-hmm. Yes, what'd you think? He looks like a walking ball. <laughs> and he, she doesn't mean basketball. I know what baseball. she means. Uh-huh. 
I uh, can because, see like, right away. Yeah, man. Like, no, we noticed it right away. It's like, like it was like, it's got blue veins in the wrong spots, too. It's <laughs> way too much like a fucking scrotum. That whole thing. That was such poor design. And for some reason, the CGI is actually pretty good with him. Because like, CGI is oh, great. That's why I like Gumball. Oh, makes it a little more disturbing. He looks... <laughs> I got to tell you, I like him even more now. I didn't see that at all. Uh, it's Bonesy, so repugnant. Bonesy is, is so very, off-putting. very you perceptive. Seen, you ever seen Mac and me? I I tried watching the new Mystery Science yeah, Theater doing the Mac and me, and I had to turn it off. Oh, it's hilarious! It's hilarious. That that that's that's the only time I've ever seen it. But this was this reminded me of that. Uh, it's not like this was more disturbing because it's more lifelike. Oh, no, we just thought it was like like so off-putting every time he was on screen. Him and the kid. Him and the kid were the two worst parts of this whole episode, I thought. Hey, I mean, man, and, you know, what kind of stone heart do you have to... to not see the, the joy in a story of a young thespian and his pet testicles. Yeah, boy. So weird. <laughs> I did not even see that. So you just put that in my head, my friend. I just was like, well, is that, oh, so that's what a baby dominator looks like. <laughs> Same skin tone. Now, do the dominators look Okay, so what do the dominators look like? I don't know. <laughs> They don't look like that. The, I mean, the Dominators look like shitty C CGI, like usual. Like the Dominator always looks bad. Yeah, Never looks good. Great. Right? The kid looked uh, like okay in part when he was getting close. <laughs> <laughs> but when it was from like wider shots, then you start to see it. It started to look like that shitty kind of movement and, and things like that. But man, oh my God, did not care for the kid and did not care for that fucking scrote. Good Lord. <laughs> so the so they show Z the Dominator footage from the 50s and they explain, you know, what their powers are. And uh, they're like, well, it doesn't have its powers yet. And this made me laugh. Gideon says gleefully, it has all the powers of an adult and no discretion. Like, like this is the, she's delivering good news. Mm -hmm. they, they, she makes that choice every now and then. And it always gets a, a little giggle out of me. Right. <laughs> I don't know. If it, if all my bad news was delivered that cheerfully, you know, maybe I'd, you know, you're oh, going to have to work on Saturday. Huh? <laughs> so let's get to the subplot because we can knock this the fuck out. Mm -hmm. So Jackson Stein are suspicious of Professor Stein because he's been distant. He's constantly talking about maybe turning them, themselves into the time bureau. Jax knows he's hiding something. Mick is suspicious as well. This is suspicious as well. Um, I did like in this their interactions with each other, uh, Mick and Jacks. You know their little back and forth. For whatever reason, I just thought they were working together well. But they think that Stein has sold them out to the Time Bureau because they find a lab with the schematics for a de uh, device that can communicate through time, and he's been wiping the jump ship logs. And when they confront him, he shows that he built that to talk to Lily, who's going to have the baby any day now. So let's get the whole, it's a fucking time machine out of the way. <laughs> Toss that one aside. I just, it, it doesn't make any sense at all <laughs> that he should have a ticking clock by mm -hmm. any stretch, by any stretch. It doesn't make any sense. 
he's it's like it's like we're, we're trying to be convinced that he's strapped a ticking clock to himself basically through this um through the wacky little ipad he was facetiming on there yes he doesn't you know? want to use the, the time machine you see he wants to actually keep track of real time while on the time machine why that's a fucking dumb man like that doesn't make any sense it Again, make it's at a point. Well, it's at a point. I when when that kind of shit pops up, I don't care about it anymore because I'm just like, oh, whatever. But they're just looking for an. Ex- they're looking for a reason to write him off. Clearly. Oh yeah, we're getting to that. But this is a bullshit reason. It's a bullshit reason. Well, this isn't the reason they write him off or anything. But I mean, this but they're just... tra- they're planting the seeds of writing him off is what I'm saying. Yes. Whatever it turns out to be. Um. Well, it's it just, yeah. so, mm-hmm. it's fine. Like it's it's good that they ended up in the, and that he still has this attachment. But there's no there's there's no reason to attach a ticking clock to this. We have to do it now, so it makes the 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 uh, uh, fucking wave rider unavailable. They they did it. They did it so they can do the gag. Which uh, here's why I liked. I didn't mind it because. It, it led to them doing the gag of them leaving a note on a tree. Took the wave rider be back later, which mm-hmm. made me giggle because the tone of the whole episode, outside of the murdering of a child, is very lighthearted. Mm-hmm. It is a very parts gets a little gets a little uh, uh, scary in terms Ooh, of like uh, scare, the dominators are scary. I oh, I can see, well definitely if you're. Yeah. I don't know. Was she was she scared of the uh, was a bones scared of the uh, mama dominator? Or was she like yeah, of course, of course, yeah, the fucking scary ass teeth and right up in your face and being mm-hmm. like, how's about how's about being scared about being uh, webbed to the fucking monkey bars you climb every day? Oh, uh, you know, ooh, throw was that, that into was that triggering? <laughs> throw that into your head. No, I don't know. She doesn't really have monkey bars like that at her school. She's got a, a quality uh, playground at her school. A little bit. Oh, really? Great school, great school. I love my daughter's school. Well, I mean, those monkey bars. I grew up with those kind of monkey bars. Yeah, yeah that's your standard. That's your standard monkey bar there. That's your standard. Uh... <laughs> so she got some sort of fancy, yep. fancy yeah, new private fragile. school monkey no, bars. No, it's far from private. Far from private, man. But we are we are very oh, public. Canadian. Exactly. Monkey bars. That's where it is. <laughs> My monkey bars gave me tetanus, and I'm damn glad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So anyway. When they confront him, Mick's like, he rips the fucking controls out of the jump ship, so they have to take the fucking wave rider. He gets cigars for them. The baby's born. And it's good that it's good that like, if you want to create that kind of thing, that he still has this attachment there, that um, find a different way to, to do it, but and but then find a way, because it's, cause it's all about Jack's recognizing that I want to separate from him because yeah. this guy needs this guy needs to be with his family. So you can find another way to do that, <laughs> a way to uh, or something. You know what oh, I mean? Well, it, this is the first you know drop of the hint of where they're going, and I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, but I've already mentioned that Jax is leaving as well. Yeah, I know. I they're know. both leaving. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so Adam and Z walk into his house. He sees his old. I guess it's an NES. I don't yep. know from fucking yep. video games. And uh, well, yeah, I guess it was NES because he said Zelda. He said he always wanted to play Zelda, but his brother wanted to play Techno Bowl. I guess that's Tech, the Tech Mobile. Tech Mobile. Tech is a, a company. Uh, well, Tech Mobile is, God, a big reason why uh, 
<coughs> excuse me, the the <coughs> now Las Vegas Raiders are my favorite football team. Well, well why is that? Bo Jackson was infamously impossible in that game uh, to to tackle. Uh, he was like a glitch almost in the way you could just, uh, if you knew how to use him right, you could just keep shaking off uh, defense um, and stuff. But it was legit the best football game for a while. Really? Because uh, it was the first one that had uh, real uh, NFL players or things like that, right? Yeah, I would have been Ray here because I had never had any fucking interest in the sports <laughs> game. I, I would not play fucking Zelda. Zelda. Oh, yeah, but Zelda's all, man. Legend of Zelda's maybe maybe the second best nes game of all time behind i never I, I never played the first one the second one we had when i was in college my roommate had an nes and we had mario and zelda 2 that was yeah. it that's a yeah zelda 2 the more side scrolling uh, yeah yeah version yeah but uh yeah. super mario Bros. 3 is probably the best mm -hmm. nes game of all time I, I, yeah, like, nintendo corner <laughs> and like I've said before, I have a fondness for two, but yeah, oh yeah, yeah, because it's dark and weird. <laughs> mm -hmm. I hear you. Okay, Z tells him, uh, Ray, you know, like, well, all we had was government training uh, video games, so you know. And she's looking at his records, and she says, "Who's Billy Joel?" And I was like, "He's the uh, piano man from Krypton, apparently." <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, yeah, I get it. By the way, she pronounces it that way. <laughs> I'm glad you explained it for all this, the comic book fans. Out there. Yes, yes, yes. So Nate's saying, "Is like, oh, I didn't know you like Billy Joel. He's he's him and Amaya are in a, they're undercover as animal uh, control. Now, where they get all these vehicles in the '80s, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. Don't care. I mean, if they can if they can create costumes, why can't they just create uh, ca cars? cars and trucks and whatever well, they can't but <laughs> i don't care okay. i don't need the side scroll of them hijacking the fucking vehicles <laughs> some fat cable guy hey what's gonna getting punched by rods the two animal control officers who are tied up <laughs> <laughs> under the slides not the monkey yeah. bars uh, guy's like seriously legit injured very concussed needs needs hospital attention or may not make it through the help <laughs> please so nate says yeah, i didn't know you're into billy joel and he starts goes like he says something along the lines of now the nylon curtain there his beatles tribute album was super ambitious and i was like mm -hmm. <laughs> it just it made me fucking giggle i was like yeah Number one, I didn't know that was a Beatles tribute album, but you know, I mean, that's I what it's not officially a Beatles tribute album, but it's, I think that's what that's what has Allentown on it, doesn't it? Oh, um, beats me. I, I like Billy Joel just fine. I don't know the albums by heart, mm -hmm. I, and I, I don't, I don't really like Billy Joel. Yeah, we've talked about <laughs> this on yeah, this show. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's okay. He's pretty. He's got some. He's got some. Good, Allentown is a really good song. I love Billy Joel up to a point, and that point in generally is called Uptown Girl. I was like, this is fucking garbage. <laughs> really? Yeah. You don't like Uptown Girl? Ugh. What's Ugh. wrong with Uptown Girl? It's a terrible song. The video is fucking awful. What don't you like about the song? I think it, it's cheesy and mm -hmm. ugh, I don't like But it's it. like cheesy. It's deliberately poppy. cheesy, right? It's too yeah, poppy. Yeah, and deliberately poppy. But it's like that. Yeah, I don't really like that. going for it. And that's too much for you, right? Yeah. No, it's not what I like. I, I, I want to hear, as far as Billy Joel goes, I want to hear, you know, Captain Jack and that kind of shit, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. or the mm -hmm. entertainer and stuff. Mm -hmm. 
you know, the whole, that whole, that album, as huge as that album was, it was okay. <laughs> it reminds me when Marvel introduced Spider-Man's new costume, mm-hmm. the black one after the secret wars in the yeah. uh, early eighties. Yeah. The letters page was great because some people were loving it and people, some people hated it. And there was one concise letter said, I can understand why MASH had to be go off the, go off the air. Mm-hmm. I can understand why Billy Joel stopped making complicated music and started producing pop crap, but I will never understand why Spider-Man's costume had to change. <laughs> For some reason that was burned in my Stay with you. That's hilarious. Yep. So, you should, uh, man, you should see if you can find that because there's that Twitter thing going around right now. It's like, what's one comic frame that stood that has stayed with you and people are showing these different frames from comics or other years and if you could find that from the letters page it's impossible to find the letters pages fucking hilarious it's impossible to find the letters page even when i had that dc app where you could read the comics yeah i never i don't think i really looked but yeah i know there's enough old stuff no letters pages i don't think so Hmm. so ray and z find uh the nutsack in the pile of stuffed animals like E.T. Mm-hmm. And little Ray is coming back with some popcorn because he's going to watch his favorite movie with Gumball. Z's hiding under the bed and Ray shrinks down. He's grabbed by Gumball. Little Ray thinks he's a toy and he says, toys are our friends. <laughs> Look, I know. I know. I don't care. And here's why I don't care about the kids acting. I've seen okay. so much. I've seen so much TV little kid bad acting. It all just blends together to me, to be perfectly really? honest with you. It's, Maybe I've just been good at avoiding shitty, <laughs> bad child actors. Because oh, okay. this was, guy stood out. He was, this kid, <laughs> this kid was no worse than Joey Lawrence was on Give Me a Break, let's say, or... Arnold with a little redheaded kid on different strokes. Once Gary Coleman got too big and they needed a new cute no, kid. No, no, no. They were all better than significantly. Not by much. This kid Not wasn't ready. He wasn't ready for the big time yet. Those kids were ready to like, those kids could like kind of fit in with everything. But this kid was just kind of given a shot at, at, at uh, some, had to do a little bit of heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. And and he's just like you know I'm sure as I said this is the biggest thing for him like oh I'm sure his family was really really excited this is a big deal I'm sure it's gonna it's a big part for yeah a kid yeah it's a bigger himself. part than I've ever had <laughs> oh that's what it's all about I no but but no 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 I but uh, and I just you know I'm not I'm not just gonna okay. fucking sugarcoat it because he's a fucking kid bro you know what I'm saying mm, well that's like, why I, you're a teacher <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> told you. So, Little Ray, to be honest, Little Ray thinks it's a toy, puts him on the shelf, and he puts on Singing in the Rain, the good morning scene, my favorite scene from my favorite musical. Mm-hmm. And without even remembering that this was in this, a week and a half ago, I watched Singing in the Rain for like the 300th time hmm. on HBO Max because they've got the Turner Classic Movies collection. And watched it. My nephew and his friends were over, and they started were watching it. And the uh, they were super impressed by the dance sequences. Yeah, yeah, for sure. In fact, it was the um, uh, make them laugh, uh, the make them laugh uh, segment of yeah, that they yeah. were they were watching, yeah. and they were like, "This is a f- amazing!" Like like Jackie Chan. Um, 
my uh, my daughter yeah, really likes it as well. Like she she'll do the uh, oh Pierre, you shouldn't have come. She does that all the time. Oh, that's adorable. That's oh, that's great. And I was lucky enough because speaking of Turner Classic Movies, um, for a while there uh, pre COVID, through the local movie theater company mm-hmm. we have in town. Uh, they would do a showing of a classic movie every month. Like, well, on one weekend a month on a Saturday and a Sunday, you could go <clears> see. We saw uh-huh. uh, Casa- I got to see Casablanca on the big screen for the first time in my life, which was amazing. And we went and saw Singing in the Rain, me and my nephew and his friend Sarah. Uh, so I'd, a movie I had seen literally hundreds of times because I worked in, a, in nursing homes for 23 years. And uh-huh. when you needed to throw something on because you need to go take care of something. Mm-hmm. Singing in the Rain is, is the that's top it. five of, of, of videotapes. That's funny. That and oddly enough, Caligula. I know. It's crazy. But they love it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I always said, you know, sometimes family members would get upset by my choices of films that I'd play for uh, the seniors. And I used to say, look, I'm here to serve them, not you. <laughs> now, if you excuse me, that fist isn't going to put <laughs> that oiled up fist isn't going to go up that horse's ass. By itself. By itself. If I don't press play. <laughs> so sit down and pass your mother the popcorn. <laughs> oh, so they play the good morning song and uh, the gumballs bopping his head back and forth all smiles and I thought he was adorable and now you've ruined it forever for me. Thanks. <laughs> so what? Okay, what scene are you talking about? Well, they're watching uh, Singing in the Rain in Ray's bedroom. Yeah, and, they're, yeah. and they're all a little dancing, and I thought it was adorable. And, yeah, uh, I mean, it, like, and it's, not, uh, it's not bad. It's not a bad scene. Like it's I said, cute. We still gave this a six and a half out of ten, oh, yeah. in spite of, like, these 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 flaws. Because everything love- else still, like, for the most part, pretty good. I mean, we talked about the big, like, the issue with the, uh, the B plot, but, yeah. This was good. Like the way that they're the way that they're they weaved it in and like went to the the era. Although I, you know why why go to eighty eight? Why not go to the year that it came out? That E T came out. You know what I mean? I think they're just. I guess they're trying to make it work with with, with Ray, Ray's age a bit yeah. more. But uh, yeah. yeah. Oh well. Because look, if they, if they there was already enough ET references throughout this. They have to also do it the year the movie came out. I mm-hmm. mean, it just Jesus. seemed weird to go so much, so like uh, to not kind of me- match that up, right? It would have been the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, synchronicity here. Yeah, even even this even this right. By the way, not writing team at this point. Maybe you could fill something in for me, being a professional. Mm-hmm. Right. I know there's a legends writing team now, uh, writing writers room. But in some of these episodes and some of the earlier ones, I saw that like Greg Berlanti and Mark Guggenheim and Phil Kelmer and the other fellow who are like the architects of the Arrowverse all have writer's credits, but says, let's say like producer next to them or, you know, ideas or something. And then like when it gets to written by, there's like one name. So I was like, how, how much of this is them writing or them saying, here's our ideas, write it to hmm. one writer is so hmm. interesting. I just noticed it because every time I was like, oh, it's Greg Berlanti can't be writing all of these shows, right? Yeah. It's, he just, for some reason, still gets a writer's credit. Hmm. I think it's just, for, yeah, some more than others. 
Mm. So Sarah says, is that music? And Ray's like, yeah, it's singing in the rain, the best musical ever. And Fick, and Fick, and Mick says, oh, Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, I love that show. Mm-hmm. What? And even that little, even though it was just a throwaway joke, even that little bit, the way he said, I love that show, mm-hmm. the look on his face, I was like, that, that is good, but they didn't need yeah. the reaction shots from, of them like, going, huh? Huh? you, you? Well, but your rod got this very rough exterior. <laughs> you know, it would be a little surprising that this guy's like, I love Broadway musicals. Yeah, but we don't need the the hammy stuff. Like, like, if, like if this show's getting that that swagger kind of thing, uh, yeah, and and this is back. This is a back on track, right? This is you know far better than. Uh, than last week's episode uh but uh i think you 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 shouldn't have to rely on the on the extra those little extra jokes now for like we're smart enough to to get those jokes right and mm-hmm. that's what makes you cool is not thinking that well, we need to be the it's also well it's also the, the at least they're also aiming for a younger audience who are like, oh, the sophistication of the double takes, you know, it's like sitting there watching. Oh, when Don Knotts enters the regal beagle, is he really being too over the top? You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's was like, a, I mean, that's a good comparison. Cause this is like, a, that was a bit of a regal beagle response. It's, it's a little too broad. You don't have to go, you don't have to go too broad. When do we, especially if you're going to, if you're going to make a joke like that about him, it's already kind of off, uh, off the beaten path about him or unexpected so that works then you don't need to it's like you it's a it's like the leno uh, thing where you uh, have to explain the joke again after me because uh, you, you know uh, <laughs> average uh, pyromaniac doesn't like uh, uh, musicals <laughs> average pyromaniac <laughs> i was in fiddler i played laser wolf by the way yeah. yep there's like there's a guy who has lasers yeah and he's on wolf. the roof and he's a wolf, laser wolf. I get to play the, the. It's the most badass character name that has. That sounds like an eighties action. Yeah, that does hero. sound like a good show. <laughs> That's why he went. I know. The laser wolf, and then I came away crying. <laughs> I came away crying. Uh, all I know is, uh, if I was a rich man, if I were a rich man, Tevka, they had to flee their homeland. What's the? Uh, <laughs> what else? What are? Uh, what are some other? Uh, What's the slow one from Fiddler on the Roof? Oh, I got the sunrise, sunset, hmm. sunrise, sunset. Uh, my know. number, my my number was to life, to life. What I am, what <laughs> I am, what I am to life. That's funny. <laughs> so yeah, sounds like a sounds like a romp. Well, no, it's super depressing. Oh, it's okay. a super yeah. super depressing show. You know, act one's a lot of fun, but act two is one mm, downer. Sounds like rent. Another. Sounds like rent, which uh, turned twenty five this week. Twenty five <laughs> years old. That's crazy, huh? That's it. It feels older. Yeah. yeah. No, I remember I was in uh, theater school when that was mm. just coming out. So of course I love that. <laughs> really? Okay. I'm, oh, dude, dude. Yeah, I, I uh, it's it. really ah. Uh, yeah. No, it gets me. It gets me hard every year. I, guess, I can understand it. I, yeah. No, I was, no, part of me was a backlash. One of those yeah. backlash things, because so many people I knew who are super, super into it. I remember 
there were stories here me the deadhead who follows people the, the, the dead from town to town I saw a news story about people doing the same thing with rent oh yeah, yeah and yeah. i was going like what the fuck is this shit and I was like <laughs> i thought that would have been the thing to get you i'm like okay that's no, good I, they, they, I they, they, that's got it's a show with that kind of following i had a total disconnect because yeah. well a friend of ours like, i'm gonna put the soundtrack on again for every car ride until the point where we're just like, oh, please, Katie, Katie, please, please, no more rent. Nice. That's hilarious. <laughs> we're on our way. We're on our way to a picnic. I don't want to hear this. From mm. you. So no, I know, I know, rent pretty well. I don't know a lot of musicals, oh, kind of top to bottom. Uh, but but uh, rent is one of them for sure. Uh, I've said it before. Said it again. I'm a I'm a musical lover. I love show tunes. I do. I'm... <laughs> I do. If I'm really in a bad mood, you know what? I was driving home the other day. One last mm -hmm. show tune thing. I was driving home the other day and I was only like 10 minutes out and I didn't want to start a new podcast. And I was like, you know what I'm going to listen to? I'm going to listen to some songs from that Jesus Christ superstar with John Legend that was on yeah, NBC yeah. a couple of years ago. Saved, but we'll put those on and we'll put that on for uh, road trip. It's good. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's fucking, awesome. fucking fantastic. He's, mm -hmm. he's so, so, but everyone else is fucking great in it. Mm -hmm. Um, so Nate and Amaya spots Ray, spot Ray's mom coming home, and Nate's like, "Hey, man, you never mentioned your mom was hot." He's like, why, "Why would I mention that?" <laughs> so it was fun, and so mom's mad at Ray, little Ray, and uh, and Nate and Amaya come ding dong, and Gum Gumball's getting upset because he's about to hurt, you know, Ray's mom, <laughs> and uh, and ding dong, door opens, and Nate goes, "Is there a cougar in the premises?" <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty funny that's that that's the back. mr furley that got us a pop yeah for sure and uh she thinks ray brought home a stray because he does it all the time and she starts you know going on to these complete strangers about how much she worries about you know her child and his stupid fantasies and everything and big ray hears it and it's breaking his heart which leads him to doubt himself later mm -hmm. and it was like and we're in season one. I used to really complain about the all shucks G Wiz Ray Palmer stuff, but in this context, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, this I is like I said, totally they've got a, they, because this is like the first time they've done it all season, and it's mm -hmm. and as I said, it's on a race centric episode, so it makes sense to yeah. remind us of like you know that this is the kind of stuff that he's always this is the same sort of yeah, and it'll, he's having to deal with and it'll inform the character for the, you know, the rest because they don't do it you know, anymore so yeah. sarah on the waiver i detects another time ship has arrived which answered a question that i always missed the, the few times i watched this was like wait a minute if the baby's an anachronism from another time why is the mom there and I, mm -hmm. I always miss that. Oh, they've got a time ship too, apparently. And now she's come to the time to find her kid. Okay. This is right, right, right. Yep. That's much like the saying. the big buzzard in the you know the, I mentioned this on uh, uh, MTT, but you know the the big buzzard in the Bugs Bunny with her goofy kid. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, uh. Hey, what did you do to my little kid? Yeah. <laughs> Keep your shade on, lady. The kid's all right. Mm. You you are my hero. Oh, dude, have you seen yet the uh, the making of uh, season two of Mandalorian? No, I haven't. I There's one out. quick little bit. It's 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 just a it's just a two hour special. Uh, and there's a really nice little bit for Sasha Banks in it. It's really nice. Um, uh, that's but great. but there's um, 
there's one part where they're recording in the in the audio studio and John Leguizamo is just kind of reading through his lines and you see Favreau give him a couple notes about well, he's kind of more of a crime boss and the way he just, okay, let me try this out. And the way he does this read, dude, it is so awesome. That's just one one really great moment in an awesome, an, an awesome documentary that shows like how cool. all this stuff like tied together. Dude, I really think you'll like it. Cool. I'll definitely check that out. Right now, I'm in the middle of the Pat Patterson documentary on the um, the network. Hmm. So, yeah, is, is it good? Fantastic. It's it's really good. They actually released most of this as an on uh, online YouTube channel only special right. a few years ago before he passed. Hmm. And this is that with some other th- reconfigured, basically. Yeah, I should watch that. I should watch that. It's pretty great. Um, so. Stein, yeah, Stein wants to surrender to the Tiger. So Little Ray runs away with a gumball in his backpack who's got the Atom. And Z follows him into the woods. And Nate and Amaya are in the woods. And he's saying, hey, I was just charming her. And Sarah's in the playground and he gets attacked by a Dominator. Hmm. Who then cocoons her, as you mentioned, yeah. to the monkey bars. Yeah. Which yeah, here's where here's where scary. things got a little here's where things got a little CGI, but yeah. that but it got scary. But it's, when it's in close up, like it's just close like the ups wide look good, shots. Though. I thought the close ups look, look looked good, but the wide shots it's when it starts to look like that uh, kind of Buffy esque. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I like yeah you know Sarah still kind of being the leader here. And, yeah. uh, well, I liked her. She's like you know, hey, look, I'll help you find your kid, and she's like, your kind is not to be trusted, and reads her mind and shit, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so Z finds Ray in his his little hideout in the woods called Camelot. Because, you know, we yes. already know. Yes. You, yes. Oh, my God. This kid needs to get the shit beat out of him, man. <laughs> you would have been one of the bullies. Is that your problem? Yep. Yep. I'm on the side of Cobra Kai in this one. Granted, if a kid was like, thanks for the pop quiz, I was never, ever, ever mean to anybody. Even I would have had something to say. Because, hey, that kid probably would have been my friend. Yeah. And I would have had to, hey, come here, come here. Hey, come on, knock it off. Hey, hey, hey come on, man. You're going to get stabbed. Be cool. Be cool. <laughs> You're going to get shot by a government agent. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, and... She, See that, weird, see that guy over there with the glasses? The glasses. He doesn't look dangerous. it, but he's 65 years old. <laughs> he will fuck you up. <laughs> so, uh, I think Ray's like, hey, I'll talk to him like a kid. And she starts talking about, like, oh, can I see Sir Galahad? And he, she gains his trust. And but they get captured by said 65-year-old glasses and then their agents. So they got him in the lab, and uh, glasses and his team are incapacitating Gumball with a device that tortures him and hurts him, but turns off his powers. Mm-hmm. And he tells his his cronies to go interrogate little Ray and kill him. Doesn't say kill him, but he insinuates yeah. kill yeah. him. It's like, you can't Finishes trust the job. Drake can't trust the government. <laughs> and uh <laughs> So Sarah again, she's in the yeah. Dark. We'll kill him. We'll kill him the we'll way like him. like he's already like six hundred dollars killed, and now we're gonna kill him the next fourteen hundred dollars. So that equals a full killing. <laughs> <laughs> so 
awesome. I like that one. <laughs> <You're not in> the... <laughs> so the Adam Ray breaks out Zari. They find little Ray. Adam beats up some bad guys and he tries to talk some sense to himself, you know, because it's all a result of what his mom said. And Z sees what's going on and she's like, no, 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 you're, you're about to ruin your own, your own brain, dummy. And she said, listen, right. we'll save your friend because that's what brave knights do. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got to say, mm-hmm. I've mentioned before, the older I get, the more I'll get, when I say cry, I mean, you, get, you know, the little burning sensation. The little, really? Yeah. Oh, man. I, I cry all the time. I yeah, cry I mean, all the time. Okay, me all the time. But, but for me, sometimes it's the weirdest shit. Her yeah. line delivery of really? that's what brave knights do. I suddenly I felt the corners of my eyes uh, starting to burn. And I was like, got the quiver. What the fuck? Yeah, I got. Uh, I did. Yeah, they get. It did. See, here's the, the other thing with. I mean, they really. She's good. She's good. She is good here. Like this is. I'm starting to see how she's fitting in. It almost felt a bit like they were forcing in the fact that she's like one of the team now. Like, she's just like, this is part of what it's like being on the squad here. Like, yeah. it, she was a, a little too comfortable as as a team member in, in parts here. And I know that they, because because she's part of the team, <laughs> right? So they, they got to try to work it in somehow. And I thought there was times, like, especially when she was like under the bed talking about, ah, some help would be nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like lines like that kind of thing. Then it's a little... You know, she's starting. That that feels like season three. You know, like you've been here all this whole time when you're uh, uh, again. Okay, we mentioned this. We, you brought this up before when I say, oh, you know, the, the whole comic book thing. That's something I'd see in a comic book. I'd be like, oh, that's the new member of the fucking Justice Society or the mm-hmm. or Justice League in, or Justice League International, actually. Yeah. Which is like, again, that was the funny Justice League. Which this draws more and more. It draws so much on that not cool. in content but in tone right and uh and this one had a lot of that tone I, I i saw that of what's to come you know maybe okay some of the double takes or you know whatever but that change in tone i was talking about isn't about so much about stds and shit it's about you know comedy you know that right you know and silliness so yeah. you know remember dying you know dying is hard dying is easy comedy is hard so hmm we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right. <laughs> and welcome back to Gideon guys. And before we get back to this episode of legends of tomorrow, um, I think we've got a, a, a few things to plug or at least one thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we uh, did a, a last Saturday our most recent episode of mystery Titans theater. We were joined by the very funny, Brad McNeil, this is up on YouTube. You can see it there on Jarvis Washing Machine is my is the handle. But uh, yeah, just look up Mystery Titan Theater. You'll see another great episode, another funny one where we watched when uh, uh, thirty seven years ago when Hulkamania was born. So it was a fun card. Good times. Uh, oh, and I do want to say, yeah, it was such a good time. Um, I do want to say uh, the upcoming one. We 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 got a request online, so keep keep comment because we will get this stuff done i want to give a shout out i already did online to richard land like well-known like wrestling historian mm-hmm. has has come through with this card that a fan requested for us and i and nice. uh, I, I i i see this at like at like he's doing this as i see that he's lost like a really close 
like father finger father figure type family member to cancer like a I, I, like he's done this like as, like he could have just said just no nah, man I, I'm not I'm not in a position to do this right now or he could have just pulled me off but he but he still managed to just like this guy he's never really talked to just who I know through you know Kelly and you guys um <clears throat> and so I just want to give a quick shout out to him because he's an awesome guy yeah uh, and and this is going to be a That's really awesome. really fun one in a couple of weeks here when we're back with our buddy James so you know, yeah you know Mystery I, Titans Theater you know what I didn't realize what's that um it's something I used as a source for a brain buster uh, when I was doing that show. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that Landy's one of the guys behind history of the WWE.com. Yeah. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. Awesome. They, they were talking about that on one of the fucking uh, Conrad shows. Wow. Cool. You know, he was using that as a, uh, oh, on the Tony Schiavone one, because they're doing, I want to plug that a little bit too. Not that they need any, but, mm-hmm. uh, what they're doing on the Tony Schiavone one now is week by week watching of 1986 TBS Saturday night Crockett, which wow. was when I was at my height of fan. Yeah. And that sounds right down our street. Man. And, yeah. And they're great. doing a watch along, but much like our watch alongs, you can just listen to it. You know, wow, you, cool. you don't have to. Yeah. It's uh, a, yeah. it's, it's, I'm super, super, it's bringing me a lot of joy. It's a awesome. lot, of, a lot of Jimmy Valiant. It ah, also brings cool. me joy, Travis. Hey, what's that? I am DB curious. Mm-hmm. So no goofs, none. No Not goofs today. in this episode. Not today. Visiting now. Uh, she's got him for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, Max is away for the weekend. <laughs> With Horace, Horace, and his wife. Yeah. He's, yeah. Like the 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 the, the, the social worker thinks it's best if we, we have a little time apart. <laughs> so we do have a little trivia said uh brandon routh has expressed that he really enjoyed filming this episode stating the part where we're in the lab and the agents are singing good morning and we're morning and we're exiting with the dominator i just improvised doing a little dance on the way out mm-hmm. that day was a lot of fun and some of those moments that happen when you're working with other actors like working with the young ray palmer and other artists who are dancing and singing right i did notice that he does a little spin yeah 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 yep. so Makes sense. And it works for his character. That's good. And he's feeling good. Like he's feeling good that this is like a, this is a, this is a me. Uh, yeah, this is his episode. Right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, oh, by the way, uh, he, you know, as he left legends last season, he's now on the, I guess, I guess it's CBS. Show. I don't know. Hmm. Some cop show called the rookie. That's hmm. uh, also, I think has, um, uh, what's his say? What's his face from, uh, uh, Eastwood? firefly. Uh, oh, uh, oh yeah, the guy from um, yeah, I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. Buffy guy from Firefly. You know, the dude. I know the dude. Yeah, yeah. So I'll never. I wish him all the luck in the world. I'll never watch it ever, yeah. ever, ever. Yeah. No. So uh, the reviews on IMDb were generally all in like the eight out of ten. People really enjoy this episode, except for two guys. One I didn't bother with his, but this guy uh, from Boracan fifteen. Mm-hmm. are y'all serious <laughs> and he's responding to what some of the other people wrote okay quote emotional ride quote such a well-written episode this is a mockery of actual cult classics and it's lazy cliche i feel like no one on this show even takes their jobs any kind of seriously <laughs> i like the actors i blame the writers but i also have to blame the actors <laughs> for not drawing a line in the sand and saying, I'm not doing that. 
it's dumb as hell hmm. i was like That's i don't you, you're an actor I mean, is that how it works you do. <laughs> yeah that's a shame <laughs> two out of 20 found that yeah. helpful yeah yeah well of course <laughs> that makes sense well, that that i mean the fact that you've said that it gives me quite a bit more faith in the imdb uh comments it was the two guys that's who, an that's an accurate uh that's an accurate like uh he's lucky to get those two i bet you one of them was one him. of them was him one, one yeah. of them was him and the other was the other guy who didn't like this yeah. episode yeah, 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 yeah who couldn't help but point out they're just ripping off et mm-hmm. <laughs> oh totally dude you're right well, that's the other thing that was the IMDb. I bet you he's got a Scarface of... poster on his wall. Of that course game. he does. Of course he does. <laughs> no, he's got one of those posters. I don't know if you've ever seen these, but they were all over the Jersey Shore back in the day. I've seen them mm-hmm. out here too. But of uh, uh, Scarface, Tony Soprano. Tony Soprano. I knew you were going to say oh, this. Um, yes. the, the, the Godfather. Like, yeah, Marlon Brando. Yeah. yeah, and they're all playing poker. <laughs> yes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Nice, 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 right? Nice. Think about it. Think, Think about it. But Imagine being in that fucking <laughs> hell of a game. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So back to this episode of Legends. Sarah gets loose from the cocoon. She tells the team that the Mominator is there and heading for Ray's house. So Nate heads over and uh, Ray's mom. He greets him at the door and she's ready to fuck. Yeah. She's yeah. seducing him. Yeah. And she was good. Like she like she's got that she had a she was well cast because she's kind of got that she was 80s very good. hot. She's yeah. got an eighties hot look. It's then kind of Stacy's mom kind of hot. Like, mm-hmm. or no, what are, let's think what's um uh what's what was the equivalent of Mrs. Robinson in the eighties? In the eighties? Hmm. Hmm. TV moms hmm. in the eighties hot. Hmm. It's hard to say. Stal Getty, yeah, yes, of course. Of course. Oh, by the way, you've told me that you, you, you've, uh, you know, you like think the the older ladies. That's that's cool. Yeah, I I was talking to my friend. I think uh, Doctor Biden. She's not a bad man. Just saying, looking lady. lady. (laughs) Not at all. She's a lovely woman. That's all I'm saying. I think so. All right, Doctor, Doctor. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that was the dumbest thing ever. She's not a real doctor kind yeah. of argument. I was like, oh, you're shut up, yeah, stupid. Yeah, that's literally the dumbest something. thing I've ever heard. It's because he's a boy. It's because he's fucking dull as fuck, right? That they're going to try to find anything to, to, to bring up, right? Yeah, he's got a Rolex. The other Duffin. guy had a gold shitter. What the yeah, fuck are man, you talking also, about? Guess what? That Rolex might have belonged to his, his, his dead, dead son. son. His you dead fucking son. assholes. You fucking assholes who brought that up. And I'm never gonna. De- I'm not a Biden fucking defender. But fucking that shit out. Yeah, totally. So she throws down uh, Nate on the couch, and he's like, "Look, raised mom. It's an honor just to be nominated." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that was pretty funny. I like that. Amaya saves him using the line from Aliens. You know, get away from him. Yeah, you bitch. bitch. Yeah, because he was an alien. Yeah. 
And uh, there was a cool scene where he thinks it's her and you just see the dominator hand cradling his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which, that's your classic. That's your classic uh, kind of cut, go to commercial or cut mm-hmm. from out, cut away kind of thing. That's nice. Yeah, that's good. So I was thinking maybe this lady dominator, single mom, apparently. That's why mm-hmm. the kids run. And wait, and it, it, like, here's the thing. If she's a dominator. Uh-huh. Nate, hey, I don't think this one's going to go the way you think. What's uh, what's our safe word? <laughs> I have like I have like five friends who would love that joke so much, man. Uh, really- Hopefully, we have five listeners who like that joke that much. <laughs> not a chance. Not a chance. <laughs> nope. Uh, he says, oh, "I kissed a dominator, and I liked it." Uh, that and Katy it, Perry hit, what put her on the scene? Yep. <laughs> Is she talking about Russell Brand? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so the Dominator chases him out right in the middle of all the trick-or-treaters, right out of the house. And a little kid dressed up like Michael Jackson, which doesn't yeah. Was he was he Michael? He was purple though. I think it was more uh, It was Michael Jackson. It, he, it wasn't friends. purple, it was red. It was red. Really? Yeah. I've got a Blu-ray. I've got a, an awesome Blu-ray uh, thing here. <laughs> I'm telling you. It looks pretty good. I, we agreed it was Prince. We I it thought was. it was clearly Michael Jackson. All right. Well, we'll leave it out to the viewers. Mm-hmm. What do you, the viewers at home, think? At Guys Gideon on Twitter, mm-hmm. you answer the question. So mm-hmm. Sarah finds the note on the tree. Adam and Z find Gumball. and Glasses are there and his team, and they got their guns drawn. And Gumball's freezing him with his mind. And they think, oh, shit, this ball sack is going to kill these guys. <laughs> so Ray is trying to when tell him. Got, when it got when his head would get red or something, it's like it'd something get a little red. You would see in like a like a uh, like an, uh, an an X-rated like icy hot commercial. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Icy Hot for alien testicles and Johnny's back. <laughs> I'm living on Icy Hot, by the way. Nice. Might have to put some on. You know how? Okay. I could, then Gumball really is a, in a good mood because Icy Hot on testicles. Oh, boy. Right. Right. That's a, that's a, that's your classic hazing uh, hockey thing there. Throw a little uh, like Tiger Bomb. Oh, that's awful! In, in somebody's in somebody's jock strap before they put it on. Oh, <laughs> Jeez, what I other thought, gags? What other gags do you guys do besides that from you, from, from Revenge of the Nerds? Do you, you know, yeah. no hockey culture in in Canada is the same thing that any sort of is having to deal with mm-hmm. any sort of male dominated sort of thing right now. It's about what changes will changes come i don't do can we this turn into a uh, hockey culture canadian hockey culture yeah, uh, never know where this show's going uh but that 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 kind of got opened up in in canada a while back or last year and with some coaches getting fired and things like that but yeah it seems like no real change it's just like uh just like everything else you know what mm-hmm. i mean well it's, this is a comedy show yeah sorry guys <laughs> it's all nothing ever ugh. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But we've got the Adam and, and the legends to, yeah. to yeah. because Gumball doesn't kill them; he mind controls them into performing the Good Morning number, complete with mm-hmm. the the coats and stuff. And I loved it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's fun. 
It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I liked it. And, uh, but then they steal bikes. I, like, I just wonder, like, I, like, I wonder, like, I know they're wanting to, the joke is it's against type that these, that these three actors can pull off these, like, dance moves and stuff. The two of them could dance, too. Yeah. They, they were all right. They did right. better tap I, than like, I, I do. Yeah, of course. And then they did get, uh, and you know, they're limited to, you know, Vancouver actors and stuff. But I bet you, I'm going to guess at least one of them had some experience at Studio 58, the school, the theater school here in Vancouver really? that has tap in it. That, our aforementioned Mystery Titans Theater, is a graduate of that school. Oh. And he would, he, I bet you he, like, there's a good chance, um, uh, he would recognize some of those steps, you know what I mean? From because, like, that's infamous. That that uh, school, uh, Studio Fifty Eight, is known for. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a it's one of the top three, top two or three theater schools in Van- in Canada. Um, there's one in Toronto and Montreal that are comparable, but it, it's that one's known for really tearing you apart emotionally, uh, kind of thing. But also for still teaching you. The old soft shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds horrifying. Yeah, but I've worked with I've worked with actors from it. Like I said, like I met uh, Brad like twenty plus years ago when we worked at Blockbuster together, right? And since then, I've met other. Uh, I cast an actor from that in in a film I made. I worked in a play uh, a few years back from an, other people who were involved with it. It's a it's a good school from by all accounts. I just I know that uh, they're also known for not getting work, <laughs> even <laughs> though they're good actors come out of there. Brad's hilarious. Brad's a great actor, but uh, but I, was Brad, gonna, I thought you were gonna say they put Tiger Bomb, you know, in their you know Shakespeare. <laughs> No, 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 In the Shakespeare cod piece. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, let's put a bow on this motherfucker. Yeah, okay. so they steal the bikes, and Zara uses her powers, so they're flying the bikes like E.T. across the moon. But when... So the really good. Look great. Look great. All of it's really good. All of this stuff is working best. This is like peak of the peak of the episode. Yeah, especially because you see the Adam silhouette flying with them. Love it. The great touch. Great touch. And then... So they're all trying to meet in the woods at the same time, and the mominators running at them, and Sarah's going to go after her. And just, just this line cracked me up. Uh, she, Sarah goes, this one's personal. She put me in a cocoon and just runs mm-hmm. off the fucking screen, and I giggle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And little Ray sends Gumball back to his mom, and they all you know, got a tear in their eye, and Nate says, I'm going to go brush my teeth forever. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was okay. I, I but the, I, no, no, I mean, not that that whole goodbye thing was just like it was the shits. It was the shits. I mean, I, I know why they have to include it. It just it feels like it was still like there was still stuff to wrap up after that. And this is a thing that I'm noticing a trend where they always have to throw in that they throw in the, the cliffhanger here more often than a lot of shows do, right? To, to the point where it's become like we expect it now. Um, and I feel like, but that even so, that kind of say goodbye for in this et episode i felt like that should have been your kind of real closer closer to your kind of go home uh image but they still had stuff after this yeah and that's not just the show that's how all of the berlanti shows are yeah i figured i figured i figured i figured there's the finish and then there's an you know here's what we cut off in syndication (laughs) to get you involved in next week i guess interesting Uh, yeah i get it 
So, um, get, so Ray wipes his mom's memories, uh, and they're walking out. Him and Nate are, and he's like, "I can't believe you made out with my mom." So he told him, "Like, hey, I got to tell you, that's a good conversation Oof. <laughs> with your buddy." And Nate's like, "Hey, man, it was the '80s." And let me tell you, as someone who came to a sexual peak during the '80s, lots of mom kissing. <laughs> I do like that. Like, hey, man, it was the '80s. That was pretty good. Pretty good line. <laughs> So little Ray and Zari have their scene and she's got to go. And he's like, oh, I'm not going to go trick or treating. And she gets an idea. And the next scene is he's walking in a little kid made Adam suit and the bullies are making fun of him. And here and the Adam, the real Adam steps in and all the legends are there in their costumes because it's Halloween, including the only time you're going to see that ISIS costume, which is kind of what the character in the seventies wore. So it's ridiculous. I was guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was guessing it was based on something. Yeah. Yeah. And Mick points the flame gun at these children, hand over the candy yeah. and your that allowance. Yeah. That's pretty great. And I that's where it. I felt like, well, that you could end it right there. Scooby-Doo boom. Boom. Yeah. And, but we're back on the wave rider and Ray and Z are bonding over Zelda because she mentions she had a bootleg copy. Mm-hmm. And Ray mentions who the big boss was. And do your missions always go this poorly? And, do you remember uh, what the name of the big boss was, Johnny? Uh, Gaiden? Ganon. Okay, he's close. He's the, he's the boss in, in every Zelda game in one form or another. Sometimes he's Ganondorf. Sometimes he's Calamity Ganon. Sometimes he's Beast Ganon. Zelda, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is the best video game I've ever played. Oh, it's the most recent game. And it's so good for um mental health anything if you ever took up if if you ever did take up playing video games again that would be the first game i recommend you play it is an incredible experience i'll just throw that out there one last one last uh zelda thing and i mentioned i played zelda Mm 2 i was during this one semester and zelda 2 even on the nes you know you could save your spot you didn't always have to start all the way over right and uh so for months I was playing this game and I was just at beating the big boss and finishing yeah. the game yeah. when I had to go back home for Christmas break and oh, I never man. returned to college. Oh my God, man. That, that's, I never finished it's just it. It's going to hover months. over you the rest of your the life. Rest unless of you my get a life. Nintendo Switch. Unless nope. you get a Nintendo Switch. I'm not going to start all over again. <laughs> nuts. It was months ago. The good thing with that, with that, like here's the thing with it. They have a Super Nintendo. Uh, it's a free online uh, you have access to a whole bunch of games and old Nintendo games and stuff, but it also has the, here's the, the great thing is you can rewind when you die. Yeah. I know that's kind of cheating, but for retro games, I kind of like it, right? Cause you're trying to just go back and recreate all these things. And you don't want to just, yeah. Well, like here's, you, well, here's the thing. Here's what's never going to work for me. Cause my favorite video game ever was Tempest and you're never mm-hmm. going to get the dial at home. So yeah, right. You know, right. That's uh, so no more video, no video uh, games uh, for me. Uh, and uh, so the last thing is they're going to watch singing in the rain. Ray runs into Jax. who says, help me break up firestorm as we mentioned before. And that's what we go to bring mm-hmm. and, uh, again. W- warts and all, whatever. I, I, there was enough about this that I adored that yeah. I could just look past. So I yeah. thought this was a lot of fun. I thought yeah. it was a fun episode. And, and I mean, uh, like, like, like my, my, my specific things, uh, like, like issues with it. Uh, uh, I think, and, and there's some stuff that's just undeniable. 
uh, in terms of the the writing and stuff. But six point five is still a fine episode. Like I said, we still enjoyed it. Like like I said at the start of this, here's what I'll tell you what my wife said Balls. when we we're gonna watch Legends is like she's like, is it gonna be a good episode or a bad episode? I'm like, I think it's gonna be a good episode. Johnny was kind of insinuating it's gonna be. A I liked fun. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and it was, and like, and we both agreed. Yeah, it got a solid six and a half. Well, I'm just gonna tease you with the title of next week's mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to, but before I do that, thank you uh, for everyone who listened. Follow us at Guys Gideon on Twitter. Follow Travis at Jarvis Washing Machine on YouTube. Join the YouTube channel. Check out Mystery Titans Theater. Check out all the podcasts here on the Plum Podcast Network. Uh, thank you, Travis. Uh, once mm-hmm. again, this was super fun. I really needed it. And here's our cliffhanger. Next week's episode is called Return of the Mac. Mm-hmm. Talk to you guys. Talk to you next time. Adios.